I'm Rich. And I'm Ruben. And welcome back to Clarity, where we discuss the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. And uh, we just we do this thing before every recording where we clap uh, to sync in our two audio recordings. And it's always funny because in order to clap, we have to move our faces back from where they are currently at our mics and yes. then put them back right to say it. And it's always humorous to see the other person do it. Yeah, um, just just for context, I mean, uh, we are in two different places. I don't know if this is your first episode, but uh, lately we have been recording uh, remotely. I have been recording from Keene, Texas, and Rich has been recorded from Arden. Mm-hmm. Arden, North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina. Mm. And we're glad uh, that you're part of this episode. And I'm also happy that uh, we get to, I guess, wrap this whole uh, series of episodes around the idea of freedom, of your identity of uh, as a child of God, as the reality of uh, being uh, not sin-conscious, but God-conscious, and how this affects our life today, this abundance and mentality. Really, it's a big contrast. Uh, the new wine that we talked a few episodes ago as well, it, it's such a big contrast compared to the scarcity concept, the sin consciousness concept that uh, most of us uh, grew up with. Absolutely. And um, so, and for those of us new, new to this podcast, we've kind of explained what we do. We explore ideas that shape how we think and live. Um, and as we've been having this conversation, the traditional or the background we've come from before is as Christians was that sin separates us from, us from God and also sin results in us being unable to go eventually to heaven. And that therefore, one, you need to confess every single sin as it happens. Otherwise, you are separate from God. And if you're separate from God, when you die, you will not go to heaven when you die. Or mm-hmm. for Seventh-day Adventists, um, after you sleep for until the sun coming and then when he comes, you won't get to go there. Um, and... Sorry, Ruben. I watch uh, alarm went off. Okay. So for us, we've seen that instead, while it's true that there will be a heaven, while it's true that sin separates us from, from God, the main goal, the main focus isn't, oh, I need to maintain this relationship so I can get what I want, is wanting the relationship and seeing yes. the one who desires that relationship more than we ever could and has paid more for that relationship than um, we could ever provide. And that's who God is and how he sees us and how his his posture is towards us. And hopefully um, this reconfiguration that stands more biblically, this reconfiguration that is more faithful to scripture, hopefully you'll see it and be attracted to it and to him as well. So as we're wrapping things up, it's helpful, again, to clarify some situ- clarify the situation of sin. Yes. Like as this person, because we've talked about the beauty, the love, the joy, we've removed sin and it keeping us from getting um, spiritual prosperity, gospel, eternal streets of gold. Like we've removed that or from that place, but what is the place of sin? What's our relationship to sin, Ruben? Um, and, and actually and, the, the place... Yeah of sin is exactly the place that we're giving it in in this uh, whole series it's last i mean literally uh, we're not trying to avoid having this hard conversation 
Uh, we're not trying to sugarcoat the reality of our uh, our need of a savior. Um, uh, we're not trying to just say, "Hey, don't don't worry about sin," and uh, just don't 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 think that that's that was our purpose. But at the same time, sin is not ruling in our lives, and as a way of uh, a fear uh, mechanism that we have have been used, as you were mentioning, Rich. So I think in this uh, in this reality, um, our our mindset uh, defines uh, our experience. Our, our way how we approach things uh get to gets to also uh at some point uh affect our experience of a day by day um we are not machines and if we are only thinking about avoiding sin and doing the right thing um that's not uh, abundant life so the the role of sin in our lives right now it, it's really uh I I'll dare to say irrelevant with the with the understanding that we lay the foundation on the reality that our lives are not bound to to that uh, to that experience, uh, but we have to also uh, be mindful that uh, I mean sin is real. It's a real separation from the source of life. And when we have uh, God, God is not giving us life. God is life. And and the first, uh, our first, uh, the fathers like Adam and Eve. When when God told them, "Hey, um, if you do this thing, if you seek your own understanding, if you try to do things and dictate the rules your way, uh, you shall die." Right. <clears throat> and and that was not God trying to punish Adam and Eve, or or. Or we kind of think that, okay, this was the test and, and God was like there hiding behind the bushes saying like, if they're going to mess up or not. No, it was literally a, a, a prescriptive statement. It's like, this is what is going to happen to you if you think only for yourself. If you try to define the rules with your own understanding, you're going to be separated from the source of life that is selfless. You mean descriptive statement? Uh, yes, descriptive statement, yeah. It prescriptive is like uh, I'm gonna prescribe a rule. Descriptive is like this is what is gonna happen to you. Yes, it's it's, it's correct. Yes, I'm sorry. Prescriptive, and yes, yeah. Separating it from pre- prescription metaphor, like prescriptive would be this will happen because I'm I'm gonna make it happen. Yes, such as yes. you keep crying, I'll give you a reason to cry. Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm or, sorry, I used the word. Or that, that you touch that stove, it's gonna burn you. Descriptive. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yeah, it's a description of uh, a natural consequence of what it's going to happen. It's a reality. So when when Adam and Eve uh, chose to do uh, their own like uh, understanding of like what is good and evil, and they they challenge uh, God, um, the consequences they were totally in that moment they were not living the experience of abundance, and they they were far from the source of life. So death was coming to them, not because God was punishing them, but literally the absence of life is death, and the absence of God in our lives is death. You know, and that's why the gospel is so so powerful that um, in that reality that death um, that death is affecting our lives. Jesus comes here and says, "Hey, um, I'm giving you life. I am life, and I'm also going to become death." So you don't have to go and taste this death. That is the final separation. Like, uh, like in a, in our in our lives, uh, sometimes we think that it's about what we do, 
but it's really it's really uh who we are in Christ. So here I am, I'm a Christian. I'm loved by God. Sorry guys, I'm I'm I shouldn't be eating while recording, but I am. Um <laughs> I've just committed a sin. Hypothetically. Um well, oh, let's say eating during a podcast is a sin. So I just sinned. Um what what's happening with me and God? What's going on? What's happening with me spiritually? Like what's what role does that play in my experience, Ruben? Because I'm free to choose the kind of experience that I want to have. Mm. I'm choosing not to live with abundance and selflessness, but selfishness and just try to please my own desires. That is the choosing. Uh, that is my my reality. Um, that is not necessarily how God sees me. That is not how God sees me. Uh, that is not what I was created for. And, 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 and the consequences of those actions are not God trying to push me back into the, 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 good, the good place, you know, or, or, or the, good, the good experience. Yeah. You're smiling because you way, said the name of a, of a TV the, show that, you're, that you recommended to me. Yeah, it's, it gets really philosophical in the last uh, the season, as I was telling you, yes. Yes, I've actually started. I'm a few episodes into the last season here. Um, All right. So, would you recommend that because we agree with every philosophy or mentality of that show, but it's bringing um, important conversation, no. conversation into play? For the most part, I consider things, uh, uh, and I approach things in an eclectic, uh, with an eclectic mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, examine all just, uh, and try to see how that connects with my own reality. Mm. Um, I think that uh, show, especially the last season, talks about about the eternity and afterlife, and um, they try not to adhere necessarily with any uh, denomination or any world religion. They just literally try to address that in, in the entertainment level. But at the same time, you cannot avoid talking about eternity without uh, having the spiritual talks, uh, and you cannot avoid talking about eternity without like kind of like wondering on what's going to happen. And and as you were mentioning at the beginning, Rich, I mean, uh, sometimes we think that our life is just say the right prayer and, and do the right thing and then go to heaven. Uh, and I like how the show addresses the, that reality of like eternity. I'm not saying necessarily that that's the truth. I'm just saying it makes you think on like, what are you here for? Are you just here to gather uh, a lot of good deeds and then just go to heaven? Is that your final destination? And then... Uh, I don't know. Like, what is, how are you experiencing life today? Exactly. I, I think what we're addressing a bit is ultimately, Ruben, our actions unveil and show where our heart's at and what reality we're choosing, right? So, yes. our actions inconsequential, of course not, right? And our actions also have deep consequences. We live in a paradigm in which God is working to transform our hearts that changes, thus transforms our actions. So, you have scripture that emphasizes action because you can say, Oh, I love, I, I value our podcast time and I value Ruben's time and I value you having a good listening experience. I can say that, but if I'm eating during the podcast, <laughs> you know, my action may communicate. Um, but at the same time, just cause I did that once doesn't mean I don't care. Right. Like it's, there's this yeah. balance. Yeah. There's that shallow action. 
And if we and, try to justify I mean, ourselves with shallow action without having the heart, we're missing the point. We're missing the abundance. missing the experience. Um, analogies, analogies break at some point there, Rich, because like it's not only what you do, it's the effect that causes on me. I mean, uh, how like you eating may affect me and like, oh man, now I have to edit these things out or what should I do? Like, can I hear Rich in the microphone? And, and like the way also how I absorb it and how I react to it also shows my experience. It's like, uh, maybe I'm just thinking of myself, like, oh man, he's making things difficult to me versus actually maybe this guy's hungry. I mean, maybe he needs to eat and, and maybe he's been starving since last night. I don't know. Like, and, and, and trying to show some grace and trying to show like some respect, even if uh, the situation might be uncomfortable or, or like trying to address it or not. So that, that whole idea of, of like doing something wrong and then automatically banning you, like do, do not do that anymore because you're, mm. you're, you're ruining my experience, you know? Mm. It, it's selfish, you know, just that reaction, that, that knee-jerk reaction may, may be uh, selfish and, and also uh, shows uh, what kind of experience you're living in, you know. Um, I, of course, I'm not here to judge if you eat or not during, a, if you're recording a podcast. Uh, I'm just uh, happy that I get to do this with you. And I'm, I know that the listeners do that as well. And in our life, uh, we are not here for life to serve to, uh, to ourselves, to our own needs and, and pleasures. And that is the problem with sin. <clears throat> Sorry, that is the problem with sin that uh, in our mindset of scarcity, we think that life should serve us, even to the point of saying God should serve us. I mean, God is just mm -hmm. a, a, an opportunity for us to, to get into a higher, uh, a higher socioeconomic status. You, yes. We're not even thinking eternity. We're thinking here, I want to get today into higher socioeconomic status. That's yes. why I behave well. And, yes. and, and even that, uh, that reality uh, comes with selfishness, and that is the... the a reality of scarcity. I'm not saying you're mm -hmm. sinning by, by, by having that experience. I'm saying your experience is really uh, affecting your, your, your potential for abundance that you can have today. Ruben, I really feel like we need to do, I have two podcasts I want to do with you. I want to do one on deconstruction because the phrase has gotten really, <clears throat> it seems like a lot of people who are complaining about CRT are now back to just complaining about deconstruction. Um, oops, 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 oops. Now. Whoops, oops, 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 oops. It's like they got bored of. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry. And okay. I've, this is, this really is a deconstructionist podcast, isn't it? Of course. But we've also, we'd use that phrase from time to time before it meant maybe um, largely beca just becoming atheist. Um, yeah. And we talked, we talked about uh, deconstruction long time ago. Long time before ago. Before you, we're, we're deconstruction hipsters, actually. Yeah, we yeah. we've Before this has been cool. a deconstructionist podcast from the get go. Um, yeah, but for us, that means yeah, coming, we can talk about it in another following episode. the Bible more. Yeah, um, not less. Yeah, um, and, and, and how do does that. it look like? And how does yes. it look like as well? Like in our yes. approach to scriptures. Yeah. Yep. Yes, and I I think we need need to have a greater conversation about um on that about um what we owe our previous traditions, what we owe, and yeah. um traditionalist mindsets of um war and all that um also what we were just talking about um well there's another one i wanted to do i was about to say but anyway well you um, think about it yes. i just want to go like back into the reality of uh who we are and then what how why is sin not as uh our, our it's not our master 
I like how David Gregory in the book puts like, uh, think about a grapevine. The life of a grapevine comes from the vine. Yes. The branch isn't inactive. It yes. has a role to play, but the focus is on the vine. Mm. It's the life of the vine that the branch expresses. No mm -hmm. one seeing wonderful grapes in a vineyard says, what wonderful grapes this branch produces. No, they say, what wonderful grapes this vine produces. God produces. We are the expression of what God produces. Mm. So we are the we are part of the branch that produces these grapes, but is connected to the vine. The vine is is dependent, completely dependent. I'm sorry, the branch is completely dependent on the vine for the life. Now, if we are cut out from that vine, we're cut out from our source of life. And that is our reality when we choose to have an experience of uh, of scarcity. And now, yeah, keep, keep going. I wanted to, you wanted to say something. Absolutely. And so, really, the question when you are in habitual sin, when you're struggling, and you're thinking, "How does God view me?" He views He views you as one who's He's redeeming and working with. When you are surprised by your sin, He is He is unsurprised, unsurprised. And I think it's very important to consistently. Reuben has said how he looks at you, how he looks at us. And that might be like, oh, I don't know. I need, I've gotten all this scripture attached to this previous view. I need more scripture. So look back at Zechariah 3. Look at that clear image of God and his people and how he rebukes the devil at viewing the people as sinful in their sin and mm -hmm. says, nope, you have no case against them, even though there is a case because of what God's doing and because the judgment won't be secure until the end. So guys, gals, everybody, let's look at, let's take this time. And if you're struggling with sin, struggling with a habit, struggling with a heart situation, instead of stopping and thinking about how awful you are, stop and consider and spend more time focusing on the goodness of God. The, one of the founders of our church, um, said that it, the one of the most important things, beneficial things a human being could do, um, a Christian human being could do, is to spend a thoughtful hour, a thoughtful period of time. Could be an hour, could be 20 minutes, 10 minutes, could be your lunch break, could be um, whatever, contemplating and thinking about Jesus when he took on sin for all of us and mm. his heart. And just seeing that vignette, that major vignette, the most clear, unto God's character and his feelings towards us. So there's a great book, The Desire of Ages, I love that has a great chapter on that. You can read the account from the Gospels. I'm not saying every, you can try doing that every day, just spending some time thinking about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, what he's doing for us, him on the cross, what he's doing for us, his interactions with other people through it all. Because thinking of that non-condemnation, Reuben, when they're in sin, killing him, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He's consistently advocating like he does in Zechariah. Yeah. These people are innocent because me. Um, and you know what? I like um, connecting like uh, this last week in Elevate, on uh, uh, Pastor Gibson, uh, yes. Michael. He yes. talked about that verse, man. And I, I like how uh, he rephrased it and he quoted um, Desire of the Ages. Mm -hmm. That when uh, it's a beautiful book of like the, the ministry of Christ, 
Yes. Uh, writing about Ellen White. Um, Highly recommended. That um, he says that when Jesus lifted that prayer towards the Father, he was also embracing all humanity into that prayer. Mm, Forgive right, them right, right. as they don't know what they're doing. Like uh-huh. in our in our um, inability to see what we're doing, the Father is extending us the grace to to have forgiveness and to get into his mercy even before we even noticed that we were living in this scarcity. So when you're trying to rededicate yourself to having this experience of like, oh, I'm, uh, I need to recommit myself. And then sometimes we say like, now I have to study hard the Bible and, and, and trying harder. Uh, that is, it's like, that is what we, we should be delivered from. Like that mindset of, trying harder, doing something harder. The Father is already embracing us through Christ and his intercession into his, his, his reality. Um, spiritual growth, my friends, is not about improving ourselves so our weaknesses disappear. God uses our weaknesses to his glory. Spiritual growth is about receiving. The Holy Spirit has come to you, has, has come to show you the things you are freely given. Mm. So, for for me, like uh, sin has no power in me, not necessarily because I'm unable to sin no more. Okay, just I'm uh, don't once again don't confuse my ability to sin with my connection to sin. Like I'm not gonna say that you that are listening, you don't have ability to sin. Like you also, I'm not gonna say you don't have ability to to murder or to lie. I mean, it, it, anything can be an instrument of sin, anything can be also an instrument of, of healing. You know, like our weaknesses are not uh, reasons or excuses for, for sinning. At the same time, uh, why are we just putting our focus so much on something that has no power on us, you know? Mm. I'm not trying to, to take that off or out of the equation. I'm trying to magnify the most important thing in our lives, which is our reality of freedom when we are here. In this earth, not when we get to heaven, here in this earth, because sanctification is that process of of getting God and receiving Him and having our our focus in what he, who He is and what He's doing in our lives. I wouldn't. I've asked this question before and gotten mixed responses. Um, Ruben, would you rather would you rather um, be with Spend time, be protected by someone who could never hurt you, or someone who could hurt you but never will. Mm. Some people mm. pick the first one, um, but that's someone who's harmless, and the second person is someone who's safe. And God is making us safe. He is yeah. always. He's gives us choice always and he's giving us more and more choice and by transforming our motives and our character he's unveiling to us more yeah. and um and, and that's and why just, it's just, called freedom yes yes just just to get philosophical in that question the first person that you're Amen. saying that that can't that can't hurt cannot uh, hurt. that person that person is restricted by a higher being um could be or they simply could be um you know um, it's a, otherwise or, or, disabled or I'm disabled, speaking but that's a not a, that's not a fullness of experience, I guess. It's not no. a fullness of, 
of uh, of life. It's not a fullness of like freedom of of choosing. It's, right. not, it's not fully freedom. That person no. is not fully free. Exactly. Being fully free means like you're able to do everything, but you're choosing to you're choosing to exercise your freedom for the sake of uh, abundance and selflessness. Right. Mm. In the yeah. short term, we might say, like, if, if that hurt is relational, Ruben, and it's like, oh no, I want to marry a, a wife who can never hurt me. Mm. And it's like, mm, I, you say that. We, but, we all want that. Yeah. But the reality is we just don't want to be hurt. And yes. where yes. we and, have an impulse, how, how you to, we have an impulse to control and remove freedom in order to protect ourselves. Yes. How, how you phrase impulse. that question too, yes. Rich? Like you, uh -oh, you phrase uh -oh. the question well. Like okay. how is that? I want a person that doesn't want, that, that won't hurt me. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Right? Yes. I, I, want, I want a person that won't hurt me. Think about we can, it. we can overemphasize personal pronouns too much, but I I think this is fair. You're right. It's yeah. Well, it starts with I and ends with me. I want the person yes. that yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Um. Oh, I said I. I'm so selfish now. Um. No, 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 <laughs> that's, no, no. That's no, why just, I'm poking. No, no, no. Okay. No. Um. No, you made a very valid point, Ruben. And um, harmlessness is versus safety and god is not harmless god is safe yeah. and god uh, no. has made us not to be harmless but to be but to choose to be safe or harmful i'll be i'll be honest and in the spirit of self crusher like i think if i'm saying this i'm not i'm not saying from a from a point of um from my high horse saying like when you say that you're so selfish i've been there I'm i sure. thought that i i yes. thought i wanted a, a wife that would not hurt me that it'll that it'll be for my benefit and, and my right. marriage became just uh, uh an excuse of like uh pr you know like mm. how 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 cool we look together but then when you are married long enough you realize that the the person that is your spouse um can't hurt you and and when that happens not if when that happens mm. uh how you bounce back from that uh, it, it, as as long as you let the Holy Spirit uh, and like realize that that first you and your expectations were like about oh she shouldn't hurt me mm. uh, versus like I'm I'm partnering with this human being to be mm. uh, to become one to become love you know you see uh, that shift I'm not saying you that are listening I'm not saying that if you think that that is wrong I'm saying like I've been there I have been there and Rich you know my journey as well in my marriage you know what I've been through. And, and 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 the reality is that today um, I no longer can say I I have my wife so so she won't hurt me. No, mm -hmm. that's that's not my goal. Uh, I I don't have a person that just will not hurt me. And and hurt is not m my point. Like I'm choosing a person to walk my life, to 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 walk in life and and experience and become love, like become selfless as we are uh, being transformed and receiving from our Father. It sounds pretty free, brother. Sounds pretty free. Yes, but it, it takes it takes uh, that that part of as I say the weaknesses and suffering that God doesn't create, but He uses for His glory. Yes. Um, in order to realize that first, it starts with me thinking about how this other person, like, what what is because my my first reaction when I got hurt is like, how how does how 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 does she. 
why? Why? You know, mm -hmm. why is this happening to me? And then mm -hmm. I realized the Holy Spirit told me, you know, Ruben, like you're thinking about how how things are affecting you, but it's not about you, you know? It, it, like and 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 now I'm 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 seeing things that way when someone uh, hurts me that is not my wife or that's not my close friend like you're rich like when someone hurts me and I have no relationship with this person uh, I still see that way it's like it's not about that person hurting me it's like really this person must be going through like a difficult time in their lives and yeah. not not having this experience of abundance yeah and at some point at some point I also may hurt you rich and and. Even in this process of freedom, I I might I might hurt you, and gasp. And and sometimes I don't acknowledge it yeah. first because I I'm, I don't realize it. And you point it out to me, and then I say, oh, and then you are the instrument of Holy Spirit in order to show me like, oh man, I realize. And what do I do from there? Also, um, allows me to to keep going in this uh, reality of freedom, and vice versa. Yes. Thank yes, you. we build on each other. Yes, we do. So this freedom mentality does not minimize sin. It puts sin in its proper place. It shows yeah. it as a relationally harmful issue. It shows that Jesus says, you, my friend, you, my brother, my sister, you, my child, are dead to it. Let's get past it. Let's move past it. And I don't view you according to these actions. Come experience, enjoy, be with me says God. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, what's, so what's your moment of clarity in all this, Ruben? Well, um, my moment of clarity is that sin has no power in me. That doesn't mean that I am unable to sin, but it doesn't mean that sin dictates my behavior or lack of like doing bad things or good things. And, a moment of clarity is that my spiritual growth is not connected with my my actions, but with the reality of receiving. And when um, when I think of people wanting or not to hurt me, or just to live a, 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 an easy life or, or, or uh, a suffering free life, uh, that real love and in a real a real existence does not manipulate others, circumstances, or other people. Wow. Yeah, that, that last part of this conversation was very elucidating for me as well. Um, I think, yeah, my moment of clarity would have to be that in our sin, you know, in our struggle, Jesus says we are dead to it. And yes. he looks at us as if we are already redeemed, already completely, it's from our motives, and that Jesus looks to transform our motives and hearts by simply being, inviting us to be with him. So that, I think it's my moment of clarity. And for me, like I'm hoping um, that as we move forward, we all may see God as wanting to save us more than we want to be saved, that we may see him as seeing us as he is. May we no longer, um, may we accept the power of our choice and not desire to remove that choice from other people. And may we see the import 
not just of actions, but of the heart behind those actions. Beautiful. And this experience, it's already here for you. Don't wait to get to heaven or to next level of experience, whatever your beliefs are. Uh, don't wait to get to a next plane of existence. You can have an abundant life today. And abundant life is a life of selflessness. It's a life of loving, connection, community, and not manipulation or frustration or uh, just a lot of uh, things that come with selfishness. Thank you for giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode. Please stay tuned for more. I'm Ruben. And I'm Rich. And this was Clarity Episode 41.